The following episode of This Week in SEC Football is a presentation of Zagnif Productions and the Zagnif One Radio Network. Oh, hello, hello, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls. What Bever does, what Bever do, 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 do. They were giving Alabama, like Alabama was just this, 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 and Alabama didn't, have, didn't you know, lose their two stars. Did not show up that day, Dude, or was it? You want you you to say it's offense, more like, I know this is more of a passing. Hey, who knows? It might have been, might have not been. You know, who knows? But then again, that's what I call it football. I mean, Oh, man, that's definitely going on the blooper reel. Hey, you do that voice, I think of uh, Norbert. I think of Norbert. <laughs> oh, my God. We have a dandelion encrusted reel. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. How you doing? 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 And how are you doing? It is, it is, it is, it is your boy, Mr. Fingers, coming to you from Zagnip Central in the heart of Oklahoma City. And that fella right there, the brother from another, the sexy mother hubbard, the ace of bass in the place in your face, Colin P from the DMV. What's up, man? Hey, man. How you doing, sir? Doing all right? I'm doing good, man. What happened on what it is, showbiz? Oh, I know what happened. We'll talk about that in a minute. You still feeling it. You still feeling it. <laughs> you still feeling it. You still feeling it. Uh, but welcome to this week's edition of This Week in SEC Football. We're getting ready to get into it. Um, Colin, I wanna I wanna I I wanna start with you and 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 find out what you got into. But uh breaking news, real quick. Breaking news. I mean, literally breaking news while you and I were talking earlier that uh no idea that this had happened. Where's the thing? Come on now. This thing is running slow as get out. Y'all bear with us. The internet's acting dumb. Breaking news. Uh, apparently, the Volunteers of Tennessee football program has been hit with 18 violations and almost $60,000 in illegal benefits under their former coach, Jeremy Pruitt. We're going to get into that and dissect that a little bit later on. But what I want to know about is uh, how are you feeling, sir? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I feel good. I had a great night last night. It was awesome. Much needed to break. What was that? I saw. I saw you was having a good time last night. Yeah, no. Most of y'all know my my cousin, uh, actually my first cousin, DJ Rock. He's a traveling DJ for uh, Luke Bryan and – I don't really get to see him that often. He's still in Georgia and you know, bounce around. And I don't make it to Georgia that often. But um, I get to see him up here when he comes up to Jiffy Lube every now and then when the tour comes through this area. And so, uh, yeah, every time he comes up here, you know, we went out and saw him last night. And uh, it was a party. Every time you go out there, Luke Bryan puts on a heck of a show and so does he. So, uh, yeah, had a great time. Uh, Kind of recovering, you know how it is when you get a little bit older. It takes a little longer to kind of <laughs> to kind of get back to zero. You had a you had a Bubba J night, didn't you? I've been drinking beer and watching Luke Bryan. Yeah, yeah, that was an early night. I was considering, you know, it was pretty early. I got back before midnight. I mean, that that's always a plus, but still, you know how it goes. Yeah, I know exactly how that goes. 
Uh, to those of you that are watching us right now live, do us a favor. Go ahead and click that like button. Go ahead and, hey, if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and click the unlike button. It doesn't matter. Interactions with our video put us in the algorithm. So whether you like us or you don't like us or you want to cuss us out or you want to agree with us or you want to say something crazy that's got nothing to do with what we're talking about, go ahead and drop it in the comments. And also, if you're watching on any of the platforms that we are on right now we are streaming live on facebook we are streaming live on twitter we are streaming live on youtube do us a favor go ahead and click the subscribe button and that will alert you every time we come on live um to answer your question i got a question here in the comments i'm wearing the gear today i got i got the gear on today this is from zagnif apparel um you can get this right now if you go to that website down right up underneath Colin right there, Etsy.com backslash shop backslash Zagnif Apparel Design. Or if you happen to be watching on your computer right now and you got your phone in your hand, take your phone, hold it up, hit the QR code, click, click. It'll take you right to the website. You can get one of these. I actually have this on backwards because it's got the logo on uh, the front part. The front part of the shirt says unconquerable. And then it has a definition under that that says adjective and capable of being surmounted. Kind of describes a certain football team from from Athens that we saw in action last season. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah, if you want to grab those, head on over to the website down there in the bottom right corner of the screen. Uh, we'll be talking about a sweepstakes that we still got going on right now through the 30th of the month of the days, the 22nd. That means you have eight, count them, eight days, the 30th of July, 11.59 p.m., is the last chance to enter and get yourself some free gear. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. Um, man, it, man, wait a minute. Hold on. I did that already. Yeah. Sean is in the Sean is all up in the comments. Uh, we, we'll get to that one in a minute too, Sean, that last one. Uh, let's see. So what's going on here? Man, I'm so excited to be here because we didn't. Oh, man, I forgot. To, I'm very happy to be here part. Ace the base in the place <laughs> in your face. I'm very happy. To, I'm very happy to be here. Very um, happy. So uh, a lot going on this past week with the SEC. Um, it was SEC Media Week. It was a lot going on, man. Uh, yeah, a lot, a lot going on. And we're just going to give you a little piece of it. We're going to save. We're going to give you a little piece of it today. We'll we'll dive deeper and dissect a lot more, uh, especially since we got this breaking story on uh, Tennessee. I had to pull it up. I got an alert on my phone, so I had to pull it up. It was SEC Media Week. All the coach, all the coaches, all their key players, everybody showed up. Everybody had something to say. Uh, yeah. I definitely want to talk about first this guy, Clark Lee. Clark Lee is out of his mind. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he absolutely is. I heard what he had to Clark say. Clark Lee like, okay. is absolutely, positively out of his gourd. Now, for those of y'all that are a little bit lost, you're like, what is Fingers talking about? Uh, Vanderbilt is a, a decent-sized school in Tennessee, a little brother to the Tennessee Volunteers Program. Well, actually, I guess they're getting ready to be big brother to the Volunteers because they're going to get slapped with uh, – Tennessee's going to get slapped with some violations. Um, well-known for their academics. Well-known for their academics. Not so much for their football program. Perennially, yeah. the worst team in the conference, uh, but they still managed to pull off some decent out-of-conference wins. I don't, think, I don't think they've had a winning record, have they? No, they haven't. Had, they, they haven't. They haven't had a winning record. But 
you know, they I, what they regularly average between anywhere between one to four wins a year. If the, if four and four is if five, if they do re, if they have a really good season, right? Um, their coach came out to say that Vanderbilt will in time be the absolute best team in the Southeastern Conference. What? Exactly, Foobs. Exactly. (laughs) I'm going to say that again so y'all make sure that I didn't stutter. Clark Lee went on national television and said that the Vanderbilt Commodores will be the best program, not just in the SEC, in the country. In time. Wait a minute, Foobs. I mean, Say, let us, wait, wait a minute. Hold on. Foobs, what was that you said again? What? Exactly. So I want to know what you think about this, bro. I mean, I'm all about I'm all about positivity, being on the platform of positivity, all that kind of stuff, and get your players pumped up. I mean, but you gotta you gotta keep it within reason, man. I mean, you can't shoot for the shoot for the stars right off the bat. It's a gradual process. You gotta I understand pumping up the players and that kind of stuff. And making that kind of uh acclamations or projections or you know that this early i mean that's kind of uh you know and that opens you up to being like you said slapped in the mouth and somebody saying oh, what happened you know so you thought you were gonna be the best ever blah 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 what happened so that's wait a minute <laughs> that's that's like me saying that by next fall i'm gonna be a caucasian man living in the biggest <laughs> house in dominion valley and the richest person in the country by the end of 2023. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's that is absolutely I mean, where in what world, bro? I'm not even I don't I don't even have anything like I don't have a breakdown for this. I don't have no. like like we don't have to explain. We know how Vanderbilt has been in the conference for the yeah. better part of the since they've been in the conference. Yeah. How do you how do you get on stage and say with your whole chest that we gonna yeah. be the best team, not just the best team in the conference? That means you are gonna be better than Ole Miss. That means you are gonna be better than Mississippi State. Well, that ain't too hard. That's the mean you gonna be better than Arkansas and Alabama yeah. and Georgia and Kentucky and Florida and 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 Auburn and all of them. You gonna be not only are you going to be better than all of them, you're gonna be better than Ohio State. You're gonna be better than Notre Dame. You're gonna be better than Michigan. Are you mm-hmm. are, are you what? Yeah, that, that's that's like crazy. You gotta love the optimism though, man. You gotta love the optimism. I mean, like it, it, it kind of leaves no, you nowhere I, to go though. Because you know what I'm saying? You're gonna be the best ever right off the jump. I mean, it kind of leaves you no room for improvement. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no, no. There was a very famous philosopher uh by the name of Rick James. And he had a philosophy <laughs> about some things that he said, and I quote, cocaine is a hell of a drug. Yeah. <laughs> and another famous yeah. singer said, crack is whack. All I'm saying is, Clark Lee, <laughs> put the crack pipe yeah. down, boo-boo. Put the crack pipe down, boo-boo. You got, dude. Yeah. I mean, like, if he had come out and said, well, you know, I feel really good about the direction that the program is going and we're working really hard and we're dedicated to the Vanderbilt program and platitude, yeah. platitude, platitude blah 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 rah rah sis boom blah. we got a great group of kids in here that are working really hard the coaches are working with them no this man just walked up to the mic this is what the man did he had a speech okay 
he had a speech and he was gonna come up on the stand and read it and he just walked up and looked at all them faces and he just went i don't need that we're gonna be the best team in the country <laughs> oh my lord oh man and look i i can't even i i can't even steal any any catchphrases from anybody but if huggy lowdown was here right now he definitely would say that Clark Lee, you are the Bama of the week, week, week. I <laughs> see <laughs> Sean. Uh, we got yeah. the comments coming, and Sean says, Best okay. in the country seems far fetched, but Vandy's not awful. They could make a run in the SEC, but not best in the country. Maybe he was talking about academically. Okay, Sean, look, that's like saying, Well, he wasn't all bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Sure, he wrote his name. He wrote he wrote his name in blood on the um on the teacher's chalkboard, and he stole all the kids' milk money, and he flattened all the tires of all the teachers. He totally destroyed the teachers' lounge, and he flashed the principal during his graduations during during when he went up to get his high school diploma. But he wasn't all bad. He didn't mean it. That's not what he meant. What? Yeah. I see that. Come on. That's context for you. That's context. We already know that Vanderbilt is one of the best academic programs in the country. Vanderbilt, um, you know, you got Vanderbilt, you got Harvard, you got Duke, you've got, you know, basically all the Ivy League schools. You got Stanford, you got Brown. You know what I mean? This man just, I mean, he really took Kevin Hart's Uncle Richard Jr. advice seriously. (laughs) Say with chess. Say with chess. We're going to be the best team in, 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 in the country at some point. Man. Have a seat, brother. He was talking Pillar's Muffin Cap back blue. <laughs> Pillar's Muffin I mean, I mean, is Muffin Cap back blue. I mean, I really, I, I am, I am, okay, last year was Clark Lee's first year. They went 2-10. and 10. They lost to East Tennessee State 23-3 to in week one. The only two, uh, the only two wins they had were out-of-conference wins against Colorado State and UConn. And you know that UConn is known as a basketball school. I mean, their men's right. program, their men's program is not on the same level with the women's program. But damn, yeah. Like, I mean, like, I, I understand the whole rah rah, you know, rah rah speech, and this, you know that that was far from the cookie cutter. Uh, we're gonna do our best, and this, you know, trying to give a good season, try to be, uh, you know, uh, try to have a cohesiveness in the team, and everybody get together and play good football. You know, we're, no, he's like, we're gonna shoot for the star. We're gonna beat everybody. I just don't, yeah. I don't understand why he did that. I don't either. I don't either. And then what he did was he turned around and then he tried to, he turned around and then he tried to give the speech that he should have given. You understand? Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. He he opened up the crazy statement. Maybe, maybe it was just a shock and awe that he was trying to put, he was trying to put out there. You know what I mean? I mean, this guy, this guy literally, have you seen this guy? He literally looks like Prince Harry bald. No, I don't know. I just read the article. I didn't see what it looks like. Yeah. So he, so this is what he had to say after he gave that statement. He said, we're engaged in what has become a unique form of team building. We are a relationship-driven, student-athlete-focused program that values the holistic development of our people over all else. To us, this is an antiquated concept. It still matters. When you do the right things the right way with the right people, with respect and appreciation, you will not be denied. When you're smart and designed and disciplined in your approach, you went out in time. That's yeah. Vanderbilt football. No, Vanderbilt football is, oh my goodness, 
they lost to Eastern South Carolina Junior College. Like that's <laughs> that's the Vanderbilt football that I know. Yeah, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Mm. I, I, dude, I've I've got nothing else to say on that because I am so dumbfounded no. that he actually let that come out of his mouth. Like I said, you open yourself up to ridicule severely, you know, after you make that kind of bold statement, and then you go, "Tell me what happens if he goes like if they go winless, like if they don't win a game <laughs> this this coming season." What's he gonna say? Does he get fired after saying what he said and not winning one game? You know, I mean, does he get fired? Does that open up to being? This is his. You know, this is his. Let's be real though. This is his second. He's coming up on his second season. Last year was his. Last year was his. Uh, his yeah. first season. He's brand new coach, uh, with them, and. Um, the way that I see it, that they're going to give him this year and maybe part of next year because he's still operating with the same kids that were there with the previous coach. So generally speaking, I mean, unless he just does something ridiculously egregious, generally speaking, they will give a coach two to three years to see what they can work with because they come in and they're still dealing with the other coaches, players, and they don't know if if the players still have some degree of loyalty to the former coach. Although in 2020, and although in 2022, they just transfer out and follow the coach wherever they're going. However, I doubt very seriously the previous coach got a head coaching job somewhere. I'm just saying. <laughs> I seriously doubt it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's look at some of these comments here. Uh, we get to these real quick. Um, yeah. And Sean, you're right. They were bowl eligible. And I don't know. I mean, it in the end, I, I mean, Think about it, though, Sean. In the NIL era, do you think that Vanderbilt has the kind of money to be able to uh, to attract kids to come to come to the school? Uh, another sportscaster that I was looking at, he says, "Do you think that these kids are really picking these schools for NIL deals?" He said, "Out." He said, "Outside of those kids, he said most of the guys that make it to the league, um, a lot of them aren't four and five stars. A lot of them are two and three stars that came in Ooh. and hustled and worked hard." Because they're and they're what they're doing is they're going to the schools that gives them the best opportunity to make it to the league, and yeah. you still got a lot of kids like that. Now there's going to be a generation coming behind, and it's going to be all about the Benjamins. But you still got some kids in high school right now that are like, if I go to a Georgia, if I go to a Bama, if I go to an Ohio State, if I go to a Notre Dame yeah. or a Michigan or, um, you know, an, an Oklahoma or a Texas, I have a very good chance of making it into the league. I'll probably get NIL money, but I still got a good chance of making it into the league. I just yeah, don't see, I, 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 I don't saying, see I was... Vanderbilt being a place where you have a good shot at getting into the league. That's just was... that's my rebuttal to that. I feel you. I don't think they'll be horrible. I think with the level of competition coming in, they'll get on the come up. But I don't think I don't I don't think they're gonna be you know contending for the con conference championship anytime soon and you were going to say something brother and i cut you off yeah i was just going to say you know to to sean's point and maybe to yours as well just you know if uh making those kinds of statements how would the environment or the the how would it change for teams like vanderbilt that are uh that are normally not you know don't win too many games um you know necessarily every year and now the nil's out and transfer portal and that kind of stuff but and then again what would make vanderbilt uh, attractive to these players to go aside, you know, aside what you were saying, where they can go there to, you know, shine or, or, or you know, highlight their attributes and, you know, be able to play and, you know, to get noticed more uh, because it's in the SEC, but it is Vanderbilt. But I mean, what would make it attractive to go there? 
uh, for player, you know? I mean, how would they do that? I mean, is that kind of like what he meant? Like he was trying to kind of get they pumped up to get more players to kind of you know, take notice of him? You know, maybe, maybe that's what he was trying to do, you know? Maybe. And, you know, I mean, you got Jerry Gl- – think about how we had Jerry Glanville in Atlanta wearing leather jackets on the sidelines riding motorcycles at games. Um, yeah. I mean, Jerry, Jerry – even though Atlanta never got very, very good, Jerry Glanville yeah. – managed to turn the Falcons. He gave them that whole new image. That was a question last night. I was uh I was guessing on another show. And the question was mm-hmm. uh top three coaches in the franchise. And I named Jerry Glanville in that number along with Dan yeah. Reese and uh Coach Quinn. Uh those two because they took the team to Super Bowls. But I named Jerry Glanville because even though he wasn't especially prodigious, here's what he did. He took and changed the entire image of the franchise. And made people start paying attention again with the black uniforms and neon Dion and all of the other stuff that went along with that. So maybe, maybe he's, maybe he's um, crazy like a Fox. Maybe he's not uh, CeeLo green crazy. Maybe he's crazy like a Fox, but I just don't. And Sean raises a good point that there's more options. There are more options than just one big name school. I agree with you 100%, but until we start seeing more parity with the NFL draft where the draft is, you know, taking maybe reaching out and taking some, uh, taking a chance on some of these kids in some of these smaller schools. And we do see that. I mean, some yeah. of the greatest players in the league came from small, the Jerry Rice and the Randy Mosses and mm-hmm. the Shannon Sharks and the things like that. But you don't see that every single year. Like right. those guys are the token guys that get picked in, in between like the fourth to the sixth round. They may or may not make the cut. Uh, they may bounce around the league for a while. What's going on, Nate? Appreciate you for dropping in, sir. And, uh, you know, and Sean said exactly what you said. You know, they're not well known for bringing players, but maybe he's trying to change the culture. And, hell, who knows? That would be great for the culture. I mean, look at some of the coaches we got now. We got Jimbo We got Jimbo Fisher, you know, taking pot shots at Nick Saban. We're going to talk about yeah. that. I mean, look at Lane Kiffin. I mean, Lane Kiffin, you know, he's always. Get your popcorn ready. Brother, you know. You know, he's always talking stuff. You know, Lane Kiffin's always on the outside starting some stuff. You know, he had to say the other day, so this is what it comes down to. You you can legally cheat now, so everybody's cheating and everybody's getting <laughs> players. That, 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 that I love is, that, though. <laughs> that's a quick summation of what he had to say. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I, I, you, hey, that might be – you might be on to something, Colin. Maybe. That's the only thing you I think. Might, I mean, let's hey, just think about it. I you you definitely may be on to something. And who knows? Who knows? Maybe. Maybe just maybe. Vanderbilt might be able to take this from Texas. We're back. No, Although they jump, were never... I was gonna jump back to I was gonna jump back to you said like Tennessee getting here with all that stuff. I know we're gonna get in that in a minute, but what are they gonna do with the mustard, man? They don't have no money to buy the mustard, and you know what I mean. Stop it! <laughs> Stop it, skills. <laughs> they can't. I mean, they, the DoorDash is going to take a hit, bro. <laughs> you so you so stupid. <laughs> well, fellas, we won't be playing any ball games. We'll go ahead and put the mustard away. What are we gonna do with <laughs> yeah. all this mustard? Well, we weren't going to eat it anyway. We were just going to use it for throwing. Well, no, oh, no, you know, they may not may, may not be buying Frenchies. They may be buying that, you know, that generic stuff. <laughs> oh, they, yeah, they'll have to they'll have to buy great value brand mustard. Yeah, 
at Costco. They'll have to buy the real old school generic mustard with just the white label with just mustard on it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking hey. of Tennessee, speaking of Tennessee, great segue. Those of you that are uh, joining, just joining us, welcome to this week in SEC football. I am Mr. Fingers, the mad karaoke DJ. I actually can use that now because in a few weeks I'll be in Virginia hosting to celebrate well, Fairfax's karaoke championships. We'll talk about that later. That fella right there, the brother from another, the sexy mother hubbard, the ace of base in, your, in the place, in your face. I am very happy to be here. <laughs> Colin P for the DMV. I had to I had to do the whole thing because I had to throw it in there because I messed it up. The there you time. go. You know, you gotta you gotta show a little love with that. Uh so talking about Tennessee, man. Look, they said it was about 60k that was paid to prospects under Jeremy Pruitt. Um, of that 60k, they said that Coach Pruitt himself. Oh, irony. I had a track coach in high school named Pruitt. He had a uh he had a speech impediment and he had a a, bri- a, a plate. Mm. across here mm. uh so he was always trying to hold it in place so he couldn't pronounce my whole name so he called me andy handy um <laughs> anyway coach pruitt provided about nine grand to the mothers of two prospects and his wife made 25 cash payments totaling about twelve thousand five hundred dollars to help another guy's mom uh make a car payment um, oh. So maybe there was some fire behind the smoke as to why they fired him. Maybe they knew what was going on and they got rid of him and brought a new coach in to try and avoid the violations. But, uh, oh, yeah, it, it, that was the, that's why they fired him. It was an internal investigation into the allegations. Uh, so uh, let's see. Failure to adequately monitor football program, arrangement of unofficial visits, and to ensure compliance with NCAA recruiting legislations. Failure to promote an atmosphere of compliance and failure to monitor his staff, uh, violating NCAA principles of ethical conduct when he, quote, knowingly arranged, offered and provided perspective and enrolled student athletes and their family members or individuals, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Basically, you shouldn't have given them money. Uh, doom, doom, doom. Um, they also had recruits on campus when nobody was supposed to be on campus because of COVID. Um, so they're not going to uh due to the large number of level one violations they decided not to charge the university with lack of institutional control and commended them for uh their cooperation during the investigation oh so apparently this is all just now coming out this is old news that is just now coming out so it doesn't look like tennessee is going to serve any type of violations as a result um <laughs> you say oh like you're disappointed like i, I mean, well, I mean- you know, but I was gonna, I was gonna raise it like a, just a just a question. I mean, does, theoretically, doesn't the NIL deals kind of get rid of that kind of situation? I mean, it does. Kind of, sort of. Yeah, it does. Or not really. I mean, yeah, it actually does get rid of it. But I, uh, you know, but, but there's still. I think there's still. I, I think there's still certain things that you can't do. Uh, what was the question, Nate? There. Uh, Oh, the, oh! If you're talking about from before, the question was about what does Vanderbilt have to do to attract kids to their program, um, to attract kids to their program because Vandy is not really known as a football powerhouse in the conference, uh, and their coach stepped up on the podium at the conference media week and said that in time, the Vanderbilt Commodores, who went two and ten last season, um, and those two wins were out of conference, and then their third out of conference game they lost, which was their season opener by 20 points not not just lost but lost by three touchdowns uh the question 
was how do we how how does Vanderbilt attract kids? And um, the answer, you know, Colin was saying that maybe this was just him trying to to change the culture. And you're right about that, Nate. I mean, NIL, it just now it's all out in the open. Is all mm-hmm. it is. It's all out in yeah. the open. Yep. You know, it used to be a guy would, you know, meet you at a sandwich shop somewhere and hand you a bag under a table or, you know, something like that. Or, you know, a, a third party would get some money to you some kind of way, you know, no wires. It was mostly cash because wires could be traced and checks could be traced and things like that. So you're right about that. But the NIL is definitely put everything It's all known the rules. Like everybody knows the rules. Everybody knows what you can and can do. And they still do it anyway. It's kind of like, you know, like a speed ticket. You know, you know, you ain't supposed to go that, that fast. You get a ticket like, oh, what do I do? You know, you know the rules. You, I mean, you break them. But some yeah. of them are, you know, I mean, like we were talking on the other show, I think on Andrew's show, about, you know, girly getting suspended for signing little tiny mini helmets for $10. I mean, that, there's, there's $10, you know, monetary stuff like that, but still it's a rule. You know what I mean? You can't, I mean, the rule is a rule. But $10 and 12000 9000 you know, from a coach to, you know, make car payments for another player's oh, yeah. family member or something like that, that's, you know, that's a little bit. Absolutely. And and the two cases that we brought up most brought up the most on the show is Reggie Bush having to give back his Heisman Trophy and uh, just the entire SMU program being dismantled because they were they were just they were lying in those kids pockets and they got caught doing Mm -hmm. it. So absolutely. We're going to talk a little bit more about SEC Media Week because there was some there was some pretty quotable quotes, one of which uh, came from a potential Heisman candidate. But right now we're going to take a brief pause for the cause and give a shout out to one of our sponsors the newest sponsor of this week in sec football you guys hang tight we will be right back right after this the following episode of this week in sec football is a presentation of zagnif productions and the zagnif one radio network that's right ladies and gentlemen if you are a football card enthusiast there is one person you need to get at that is my man sydney Swinton and Squid Rips Cards. You can catch him on TikTok at Squid Rips Cards. And he's live on TikTok twice a week. He's got all kinds of sales going on. He's been hooking up the members of the Let's Talk Football community left, right, and Sunday. Speaking of the Let's Talk Football community, shouts out to all the members of the Let's Talk Football family of podcasts. We got Mr. Sean Spencer, one half of the dynamic duo of the Originate original show. Let's talk football with his co-host and the other co-founder, the ever jubilant Janae Strother. That's your two hundred dollars, seventy-five dollar SAT word for the day, ladies and gentlemen. The the <laughs> jubilant Janae Strother. We also have the roundtable. We've got Let's Talk Fantasy Football. Let's Talk Football Sunday mornings. Washington Football Weekly. This program right here, and then we've got friends. Of the Let's Talk Football family. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. We got our guy, the Big Nate, with the Big Nate podcast, talking WNBA, talking Major League Baseball, talking doing NFL, big doing big things. He's gotten a, uh, he's got an inside track with the WNBA, where he's an insider for the Washington Mystics, uh, another of our uh, the Washington D.C. based brothers. And then we've got outside. I mean, we got some family outside of that. Shouts out to North Sports Dynasty. Bucks report, you guys, all of y'all, thank you all for being a part of the Let's Talk football family Absolutely. of podcasts. So y'all get at my man, and it's right there down in the bottom in the crawl. Squid rips cards. Go see my man Sydney. Everybody that's gotten cards has been nothing but pleased with what they've gotten. 
we were getting there, Sean. We were going to talk to that, but we going we we we'll, we'll let, <laughs> we we would we would let you bring it in. Uh, so there's the question: Did we talk about Kirby Smart's new contract? No, we did not. We actually were planning on talking about that on the Monday show, but since the question was asked, you know what I'm going to do? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this right here. Hold on a second. Mr. Spencer, you need to check your messenger if you are free. But uh, Kirby Smart, in the wake, uh, the story came out late last week, mid last week, that Kirby Smart actually was contemplating retiring um, after the 2021 season. And then the dogs won. Um, I don't know if it was, you know, I can't, whether it was frustration or just getting tired. I mean, he's been in football his entire life from little league to high school to playing ball at Georgia to coaching with uh, Nick Saban. You know, I, I gotta say it that that's our, that is our cross conference rival year in and year out. And uh, I can't say enough about what an incredible coach that Nick Saban is and what he's done with that program to bring it back to prominence. Uh, But following around Nick Saban and um, then he's been at Georgia for six seasons. So he's been involved in football probably. I mean, he's a few years older than me, so he's probably been in football for over five decades. And maybe he said, this is it. You know, I made, I had a good run. I made a lot of money, got a chance, you know, um, I I think I'm going to go ahead and call it quits. And then he won the championship ring. And the University of Georgia Athletic Department in turn decided to uh, extend his contract to 2031. And Kirby Smart will now be the highest paid coach in Division I football. $112.5 $112.5 million. And on the on the high end, on the high end, at the end of the contract, he will be making, um, it'll start out at $11.25 million. He will be making, I'm sorry, he'll start out with ten point two five this season, and it will rise yeah. all the way to 12.25. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny that we didn't hear. Says, uh, Nate says here that he thinks the media and the boosters were getting to him. But, uh, I mean, hey, the man made it happen this year. And um, and he was rewarded in kind. See, that's the kind of thing where I say, okay, a coach deserves a new contract and he yeah. deserves a race. When Nick Saban won the national championship the year before, he got a race. Well, they, what I'm saying is, finger, finger, when, they, uh, when this came out, like I, I wonder if this was – we didn't hear about this till after the season, right? So, I mean, do you think, or did you hear anything before when the season was going on? I mean, this, this just heard, came out. Go ahead. I heard that they were in talks to extend his contract, but we didn't know what the deal no, was. I'm talking they, about him, uh, him contemplating uh, retiring. No, I didn't hear. Yeah. I did not know that until three, four days ago. I knew yeah, nothing right. about it. Same, same here, and I was just wondering if there was uh, any kind of that, uh, you know, evidently not because nobody said anything about it. But, I mean, we had talked about it before, you know what I mean? And to Nate's point, you know, the media and everything and just the grueling, uh, grueling just day-to-day of being a head coach, you know, as far as recruiting, you know, is a, it, I doubt he gets much sleep. In, you know, he's a constantly on the road, constantly recruiting these guys to come to, you know, Georgia and that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, again, the media and, and 
you know, it's got to take a toll. I can even imagine having to go through that on a day-to-day basis, man. Not even just during the football season, you know, just football season. It's a yearly thing, it seems like. You know, you, you it never stops in my, you know, in my eyes. But, um, yeah, I mean, I can definitely see him feeling that way. But I think winning the natty and getting that contract might have, you know, kind of made him feel a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> it would have made me feel better, but still. I I'm, I 100. I yeah I I agree with you man. It's I definitely would be like oh I, oh I mean don't get me wrong I know how much I make right now. If I had to, if I had a job if if somebody offered me a job making what Kirby was making before they con- extended his contract, I'd be yeah. like you want me to do what? I got to sweep poop all day. No, <laughs> not all not all day. I just got to do it for two hours a day, and I'm gonna make six point five million dollars. Yeah. What type of chip yeah. from two to four in the morning? I'm in. That's it. I was gonna say, yeah, in the dead of the night, absolutely, no problem. I'll be right there. You know, no yeah. Problem. So, um, those of you just joining, thank you for joining us for this week in SEC football. Mr. Fingers here, Kyle Pre from the DMV over there, and right now we're talking about Kirby Smart's contract, uh, coach at the University of Georgia in the wake of their championship run in which they finished thirteen and one and finally conquered and vanquished. Uh, vanquished the demon that was being able to beat Alabama in the national championship when it counted. I know they look good, bad in the uh, in the SEC conference championship, but uh, yeah, they gave yeah. him a ten year extension, which will pay out ten point five this coming year and will max out at twelve point two five in twenty thirty one. Uh, you said Tommy, that makes him the highest, the highest uh, paid coach now. Does that make him the highest paid coach? Yeah, he's high. He's gotten paid. He's paid, getting paid more it's than Nick because Nick. Because Nick is going to pay, get an average of 10.6 through 2028. Okay. Uh, and then some other notable contracts within the conference. Remember that uh, LSU gave um, gave Jim, uh, not Jimbo, gave Brian Kelly 90, $95 million over 10 years. So he's going to get 9 mil this year. Jimbo yeah. Fisher got a four-year extension. It's going to get him 90 mil over the next 10 years. And Dabo Sweeney got a 10-year, $93 million deal in 2019. So Dabo's probably going to top out at 10 by the end of his contract. But here in the comments, uh, Nate is saying he doesn't think it's a good contract uh, because what if they struggle three, four, or five years into the contract? Well, that's, that is a risk that you take when you sign a coach to a deal like that. And you don't think there's, like a cause that, in there? there's probably another cause in there that takes care of that situation. What do you think? Um, I don't know. They would have to. I'm pretty sure they. I'm pretty sure his folks sat down and ironed it out with the athletic department. Uh, I'm pretty sure they would have to if they if they could not show cause to fire him, then it would be in their better. It would be in their better financial interests to keep him as a coach because it had to buy him out. I mean, uh, Ed Ogeron was the darling of NCAA football just three years ago. Yep. Just three years ago, two years later, he was without a job, and they didn't have show. They didn't have show cause to fire him, so they had to they had to pay him seventeen mil to buy him out. Yeah, what he says that he had a little bit to buy a couple cheeseburgers. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> I'm gonna buy myself some crawfish and two fake go tigers. Yeah, a lot of cheeseburgers. But yeah, that's you know, Nate. That's that's kind of. I mean, I I feel you there, but that's kind of the cost of business. Especially in the NCAAs, but I well that does ask that does ask the question: How much is too much? Just like we talked with NIL, how much is too much? Like, what do you think? What do you think is too much money to pay a college coach for football? Oh, too much money. I mean, 
<laughs> I really don't. Know. I mean, I really have no idea. I mean, like, I, I don't know. Like, where's the, where's the, I guess, yeah, I can ask, answer your question with a question. I mean, I don't know what the ceiling can be. I mean, what he's getting paid. Curry's getting paid. What was, what was the, the figure again? Like, total? 100 and, what was 125? 112.5. I mean, yeah, no, no, 112.5 million over 10 years. Yeah. And I know that the, the revenue has to be able to, they had to be able to sustain the revenue to be able to pay him. Sure. Um, but, I mean, with SEC Network, just last year alone, with the S, revenue from SEC Network, revenue from C, the CBS contract that the SEC had, and then yeah. just booster money. That 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 money is there. I was gonna say that to, to your point, and it kind of just jogs, you know, just kind of just. Uh, I was starting to be thinking something about that with all the NIL, you know, all this money going to these players and that kind of stuff, boosters and what you just named. You know, granted, SEC's got boatloads of money. I understand that, but how is it gonna affect their money? Like, I mean, all these things that are coming out, you know, that, and and the higher you know uh, salaries of these coaches. I mean. It, Seems to be an in, endless supply, but I mean, is it really though? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, is there any 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 chance of the SEC like losing any kind of money or losing money? You know, they'll always be profitable. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, will they you know take a hit as far as their profitability? You know, right. And so, so, so here's the thing. Um, he was making. He he agreed to a seven year extension in. 2018 after they went to the championship the first time mm-hmm. and that doubled up what he was making they they uh they yeah. so it, it rounded out to seven million dollars so he came in making three mil dude i'll take three mil that's yeah. more than enough money than i need seriously <laughs> no um, doubt yeah that's more i mean you, i say that but then would i really be satisfied with sitting around making three million dollars and i just won a national championship and nick saban's making well, I won't. I won't. You know what? I won't argue, Nick. I won't argue you, Nick Saban. Nick Saban has won what six championships at Alabama. Mm-hmm. So I will say that. Give Nick Saban his money. I I won an SEC championship and one national uh, national title and three four uh, Eastern Division titles. I take five or six. That's where I'm at. And I'm like, you know five what? I'm, I'm five or six, dude. The money that these college coaches are making, you know, they gotta, they absolutely positively have to love football to keep coaching as yeah. long as they coach. You know what I mean? Because if I had started coach, if I had started coaching as an assistant coach with Nick Saban, as grad assistant, and then I made my way up to an assistant coach, and then I got a head coaching job, and I coached for six years, and was making three million dollars. I'm doing the math in my head based on what I know assistant coaches make. Kirby's got mm-hmm. enough to retire. Yeah, oh, so yeah. it's a love of the absolutely. game. Um, yeah. quick, quick thing here. The statement from the athletic, uh, director, uh, coach smarts impact on the university of Georgia extends far past significant accolades as our head football coach. He and his wife are bulldogs through and through. And it's evident that Athens and UGA mean as much to him as he means to us. I'm excited for our football programs continued success under his direction. The future of Georgia football remains bright with coach Smart as a steadfast leader. And uh, for those of you that are watching, like Nate, one of the big things about Georgia football is, you know, we don't win. We don't have a lot of championship trophies in the case. This is only three 
since 1940. This is the third one since 1941. And big and big gaps between them. <laughs> with with big with big gaps and a lot of near misses between. Them. I don't know a lot of other schools are in the same boat, but yeah. um, Athens being the town that it is, Vince Dooley's a god in Georgia right right now. Vince Dooley is still a god. This will be a year oh, yeah. 40. This will be a year 42 since that that perfect season. He is still yeah. a god. People still revere him. So he's won a national championship. He's proven himself. The fans will love him from this point going forward. Unless he does something really dumb, they'll love him from this point going forward. He'll be yeah, they'll uh, be they'll be hard, they'll be hard pressed to fire him. If he if he has some near mass misses, if he's ma- manages to keep the quality of football of the program and he's got near misses, nah, they're yeah. not gonna get rid of him that easy. Well, I mean, it was any indication like uh, I was talking the about. The fans uh, may yeah. call for it because we got a bunch of, uh, you know, but. Uh, no, they, what I'm that. saying, the, uh, um, if any, any indication with watching Year of Dog, just, uh, well, it's on right now on SEC Network, but uh, watching him talk in the locker room, they give us a lot of, lot of uh, bit, uh, pieces of him talking in the locker room during the National Championship, National Championship and, uh, you know, it, he's got them fired up, you know, and he's got the leaders, you know, he's got the leadership and. You know, he's got the team moving. So, I mean, yeah, he's worth – I mean, Kirby's worth his money. But, I mean, it goes back to – I mean, in the contract, if he wins another national championship, is there probably a cause in there or something like he gets more money? I mean, like, if it's just con- – you know, he probably gets a bonus. Every he'll probably he'll probably just get a bonus. I mean, hell, they just gave him a rate. Yeah. They, they're going to be – he's going to be the highest-paid coach in uh, Division One football starting next season. So, yeah. I, doubt that, I doubt they're going to turn around and give him – an extra two or three mil a year, I think they just give them a nice little sizable bonus. Yeah, because I mean, of like, course what, you know, of course you know, if they, get, if they get even remotely close to sniffing another championship, like say they make it back to say they say they make another run, go back to the CFP, um, yeah. at, at a minimum, at a minimum, the CFP. That's the revenue on that is going to be absolutely ridiculous. So yeah, no, and no, the boost no. and the boosters will give money. Um, yeah. So yeah, so I think this is a good place to keep it moving um getting back to sec media week which is what we were talking about uh you know a lot of questions being asked of both the coaches and the players about sound bites and snippets and things that were said in the off season and uh we all know what jimbo fisher had to say about nick saban uh just uh just about a month or so back about how saban is buying all the players in alabama and you know we you know um you know, we brought the kids in and we did it the right way. And uh, I'm sorry, that's what Saban said. Saban re- re- rebutted and said that we brought the kids in and we did it the right way. Um, well, the media had a question for Mr. Will and for one, Mr. Will Anderson, the star, star linebacker of the Crimson Tide. And uh, they asked him what he thought about it. And his answer was very simple. When we play Texas A&M, Everything will be addressed then. <laughs> now, now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girl, boys and girls of the of the viewing audience, uh, I don't know if you uh, there are certain things in the English language that help you to understand and get across a point, so that people will know what it is that you're saying, so that there's no mistaking what is coming out of someone else's mouth. And I don't know if you heard. Uh, I don't know if you are familiar, but. If somebody says something along the lines of, yeah, I'll see you later, that does not necessarily mean that at a designated point in time in the future, we will 
again become reacquainted with one another or we will be in the same vicinity as one another. What that means is you're getting ready to get prepared to get a butt kicking. Yep. I'm I got hands for you. Try Jesus, not me. I got hands. That's right. So what Will yes, Anderson had to so basically what Will Anderson had to say was, Oh, we'll see him again. We'll see him again. Right. We got it. Short and sweet. What you think about that, man? No, that's the way to that's the way to handle it, man. I mean, he handled it just perfectly. I mean, that it, it just it, it, it settles the situation, caught quiet the drama. It's like we will see you on the field, and that, that's kind of honestly that's how it should be. You don't need that build more material. I mean, like honestly, you just go out there and, and you're knocking down on the field. I like I like what he said. <laughs> I said what I said. I said what I said. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and. No, no question about it whatsoever. I mean, and, with his whole with his whole chest. Let me see if this will if the audio will even play. If the audio with the audio will even play. Man, he looks so much smaller out of his uniform. Have you ever noticed these these, these guys look so huge, and then you see him out of their uniforms, and yeah, it's not gonna play. Um, and you see him out of their uniforms, you're like, yo, they look so small. Like he just looks like like he looks like, and that's a picture. But in that picture, Will Anderson mm. looks like if me and him got to throwing hands, I might could take him out. Now I know he probably benches about three, <laughs> three something. He yeah. benches, he benches about three something, and I bench a three piece. So um, yeah. between the two, <laughs> between the two of us, oh, you know, I'm gonna have to catch him with a lucky one. But uh, yeah, he said when we get on the field, and when we get on the field, everything will be addressed. It's just like James. Hey, now, said, since, since we're on, since we're on the subject, did you see what uh, Stetson said? And it's in his uh, interview or his uh, comments, and he, no, he addressed not. he addressed the fandom. He addressed you know people that are in this. He said some people are in my corner, some people are not. That's just the nature. He said uh, I can't focus on you know the people that don't you know necessarily like me. Um, can I change their mind? No, you know you can't change their mind. I just need to go out and play the best football. You know, basically that I'm, I'm paraphrasing, obviously. But um, you know he's taking into account. He knows he knows what's going on. I mean, it's like honestly, it's the best attitude you know that he could have. It's like I can't change that. You know, some of those guys you just can't can't be pleased. You know, and that right. uh, you know it's not. But it's, um, honestly, it's not on him to please anybody. You know, what I mean, not, he he, he didn't yeah. blow by nothing. All he, he has to do I mean, the universe Georgia, but. all he has to do is show up and and play. That's it. That's yeah. all he has to do. Absolutely. Um, and. Uh, Sean is saying it should be interesting with the new quarterback. And, um, yeah, because you got uh, Gunnar Stockton coming in. So we will see. Yeah. That I think there's actually going to be a quarterback competition. I We know how this goes. Stets, uh, the mailman, was the quarterback of the national championship winning team. So he's going to get first dips. But he's going to have to be – if he was 85% last year, he's going to have to be 100 this year. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I get that, and I, yeah, and I see, and I see Alabama should dominate, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm concerned when they're scared, but I mean, they're gonna, they're gonna be coming. I mean, for blood. I mean, like obviously they're gonna have chip, you know, Bryce gonna have chip. On oh, him. he's, oh, okay. He said he's talking about Texas A&M, is what he said. Oh, okay. He's talking oh, sorry, about yeah. Texas A&M. Yeah. Sorry about that, Sean. I had to scroll down to read the rest of your comments. There we go. We all yeah. caught up. We all caught up, but um, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, oh, so, oh, stomach, be quiet. I'm gonna feed you in a second. My stomach is like, I want to get on the microphone. 
<laughs> you had a you had a nice Italian sub for lunch, and now you want cut up, cut it out, cut it out. Uh, for those of you that are just joining us, thank you for joining us for this week in SEC football. Mr. Fingers here, Colin P from the DMV over there. Uh, speaking of, uh, Sean asked me earlier where I got this really snazzy shirt. I think this is a good place to take a pause for the cause, have another ad, and then we'll come back, wrap up uh, what coverage we got of SEC Media Days for this episode. Because like I said, we're going to really break it down next week. And then we're also bringing back the SEC Team of the Week next week with – uh, we haven't decided yet. I, I was getting ready to say something that we hadn't decided yet. So we'll we'll have that by Monday. We'll know who the team of the week is. But we'll be right back after this. Do not go far. Zagniff Productions. In association with Zagniff Apparel. Gives you the opportunity to win free athletic gear. And here's how you do it. Visit the Zagniff Apparel Design Shop at Etsy.com. Purchase any piece of apparel that will automatically qualify you for the August 7th drawing for free apparel. Each purchase counts as one entry. No limit on the number of entries allowed. At least one lucky winner will win one free outfit. That's right. One free top. One free bottom. Note, the embroidered bomber jackets will not be regarded as prizes for this sweepstakes. July 30th is the last day to enter. So get to the Zagniff Apparel Design Shop at Etsy.com today for your chance to win free athletic gear. Courtesy of Zagniff Apparel. In conjunction with Zagniff Productions, LLC. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, your chance. You have eight days. Count them eight until 11.59 p.m. 30 days has September, April, June, and November. You have nine days until July 31st at 11.59 p.m. to get your order in, and the uh, the caps are in. You got snapbacks. We got um, there. We got embroidered snapbacks, and we got embroidered beanies, and they are both dope. They got this logo on it right here. You go to that website right down there in that corner over there by Colin. Or you scan that QR code, and they will get you all squared up. So, um, one uh, just a just a little funny piece about SEC Media Day. Um, somebody actually took the time to sit on. You notice people on the internet, people now that that just live on the internet, and um, all they do is just keep track of stats. Well, this the most interesting stat that came out of SEC Media Week. Um, the tweet says, here we go. The useless stat of the week. Absolutely nobody asked for, but I started keeping track of on Tuesday. The opening statements of all the SEC coaches by word count. So uh, have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it. Okay. All right. Good, good, good. So who do you think gave the shortest opening statement? The shortest? I say Saban. Okay. Now, who do you think gave the longest opening statement? Longest opening? Uh, Lane Kiffin. You would be wrong on both counts. On the the shortest, <laughs> shortest, speech, shortest speech was given by Mike Leach. Seven words. Longest speech was given by, we're going to be the best team in football, Clark Lee. 2,340 words. They said his uh, his uh, remarks, Three. his opening his opening remarks. He basically gave a sermon. Wow. So from, from in order from top to bottom, it is our Clark Lee at 2340, Shane Beamer at 2185, Kirby at one, uh, 1438, Pittman at 1379, Saban at 1339, Stoops at 1296, oh. 
Eli Drinkwitz at 1196, uh, Hypel at 1147, Napier at 1131, Harson at 886. You would think Harson would have given the shortest speech. He'd be like, "Hey, I'm here. I'm just here because they let me be here. Um, I don't yeah, want to yeah, say yeah, I really didn't. they made me. They made me come. They don't want me here, so I'm just gonna say what I'm gonna say, and then you can ask me some questions." Jimbo Fisher yeah. at 490. I'm surprised Jimbo Fisher's in the bottom half because he's always got something to say. Brian yep. Kelly at 343 and Lane Kiffin at 219. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The okay. useless stat of the week that absolutely no one wanted. The opening statements of all the SEC coaches by word count. That's an interesting stat, though. That's a, it's a useless stat, but it's actually pretty interesting. <laughs> Somebody's got to be yeah, bored to, to actually put that all, get that all together, though. Dude, you really got to be bored. You got to be like, man, I ain't got nothing going on whatsoever. I'm just going to – I'm going to count their words out. Let me see how many words it is. Hold <laughs> on. And, 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 and wait a minute. He's – oh, wait. What did – get your popcorn ready. Baby, it's popcorn one <laughs> word or two. Okay. <laughs> like the whole night. Like, you know, just <laughs> – no, there probably was somebody, I, I, but he actually sit down and did that. I can't believe he did that. I really can't. Yeah, good stuff, man. Yeah. So we're gonna do some more into SEC Media Week on our Monday show. By the way, we were not here on Monday. Why? I'm glad you asked. This week in SEC football, sending out belated birthday greetings to my beautiful, my lovely wife, uh, Mrs. Fingers, uh, who is uh, probably right now on the couch watching a Hallmark movie on a Friday evening because that's what she does. And uh, I'm here for it. So, baby, I love you. Happy birthday. Um, I'm glad we just had a really relaxing day. I cooked for her, stuff like that. Got us some flowers. Got us some more yarn for her yarn collection because she loves to crochet. I started saying knit. I did say knit earlier. I meant crochet. I meant crochet. I did not mean to use the wrong verb for crochet because apparently this. this. (laughs) Right. Right, exactly. That that's exactly how she did. She's like, yeah, yeah. That's not yeah. what it is. That's not what it is. Question from the crowd: What do you think of Darnell Washington? I'm going to let you go first, uh, Mister uh, Mister. Uh, I'm, I'm going to retort. I'm, I'm going to get it back to you. I want to say what you, Darnell Washington. What do you What do you think about that first? I gave it to you first because I gave it to you first because I'm trying to set something up for the next segment. That means that means when I let you go first, that means talk until I get ready for the next segment. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna right, we just gave away an, we just gave away an industry secret, ladies and gentlemen. Hold on now, hold on. Now. You had to refresh my memory, Darnell. Uh, Darnell Darnell Washington, a tight end for the Georgia Bulldogs. He's all right. He was all right. What's that? Zero? Was he number zero? He looks like is he looks like he's a transfer. Okay, I missed that. No, I'm sorry, not a what transfer. My bad. Not a transfer. I said that's that's versus. Um, I don't. You know what? I got to be honest with you, Sean. I got I got nothing. I'm gonna have to do a deeper dive. See, Sean has been actually. That's why I that's why I sent you the link, man. Jump on. I sent Sean the link so he can come what's on. The he might what's the what's the four one one on Darnell? I mean, like, what's the what's the Sean? What we got? I'll give you my opinion. Absolutely. You know, I got a lot of them. Darnell Washington had uh, this is what he had he said. He said that the offense is going to be scary, and uh, the offense is really going to be scary this year. And that was 
I'm gonna be honest. I got nothing on this. We can address this on. I can address this on Monday. Now, what you think about that? Now, <laughs> I'm trying to figure this out. I don't know what's going on. Okay, you said you're talking to Cat. She's driving to Michigan. No, that's all good, man. If you can't get on, that's fine. Um, and, oh, and, yeah. and, and listen, listen. Let me tell you. So, how about this? How about this? Our boy Sean did so much research. He caught us short on our research end because we really all we planned to talk about today was just to give a little bit of talk about SEC Media Week, which we're gonna we're gonna get more in depth into on Monday as well. So um, I will definitely do some some deep diving, some deep digging, and we will come back at you with everything that uh, everything that we come up with. Yeah, I caught me off guard, man, because I was getting ready to, to get everything together for the two-minute warning. What were you saying, sir? <laughs> no, I said I, I kind of read up on a little bit. I got the gist of what happened. And uh, so if you want to you want to table it till Monday, we can definitely do that. No, if you got it, let's go. Well, no, I mean, so he's been he's been out of action. Like, he's been missing practice for uh, apparent lower leg injuries, what this uh, article said here. And there's been speculation that he was going to transfer, but he, he talked to the media and said that there's been he never even thought of transferring. I guess it's it's a it's a lie or it's or supposedly a lie. Well, I'm happy, I'm happy with for my whole team and a, the tight end group especially, but it was rough a bit. Well, the, the biggest the big the biggest thing with the biggest thing with the tight ends is the, the we're not a team that does a lot. Georgia is not a team that does a lot of passing. I mean, Brock Bauer. Brock Bowers was a leading receiver, and uh, you know, we had a wide receiver. We had a, a stud wide receiver transfer to Alabama, but you've yeah. got AD. You got AD Mitchell. You've got Brock Bowers. You got Lad McConkey. Um, you've got uh, you got our other our other guy coming back, um, Darnell, and then you got you know, and um, yeah. Darnell's like, I I wouldn't be surprised if he just said that to buy himself some time. He may have been considering transferring. Yeah. Uh, but he, he may have bought himself a little time. It's July going into August. I don't yeah. know what the transfer portal windows are, if he's still mm. eligible to transfer at this point. But, yeah. I mean, you know, it could be a matter of him taking time during his injury to look at what the offense is going to be looking like and deciding whether or not he does want to transfer. Right. Hopefully. I mean, look at his competition. I mean, look at Bowers. Bowers been showing his behind, and then you got, you know <clears> – <throat> And we do pass the ball. He said we're not a, we're not a, a, a necessarily a pass first team. You know, we, we do pass most of the time as a screen, you know, and um, or to a tight end or to a you know a, a, a hook route or something like that. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. And it begs the question: if he does feel feel kind of the pressure of Bowers getting most of the looks and most of the uh, you know yards. So I mean, mm-hmm. it's nice to have it's nice to have tight ends on both ends. You know, like both ends of the line. But I mean. I, actually, he had, he said something here. He said, "I want to add a tight end to the backfield, um, which would be pretty good, man." Could you see that? Yeah. Like some tight end, some tight end reverses, or some special packages where they do something like a goal line stance, where they bring in another big baby type package, yeah, a big baby type package doing the doing the blocking yeah. and having a tight end in the backfield. Just you know, a little something to keep them on their toes. Exactly. McConkey will McConkey be good this year? Is he a picket? Pickens type of more of a slot receiver. I see I see him being more of a slot receiver. He was a true freshman last year. 
So he he got some good looks, but I don't see him being that pick. I don't see him going up and challenging for uh you know challenging for 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 passes, for jump yeah. balls. Um, right. I mean, he's, he's, if I'm not, oh, he's he's shorter than Pickens, right? He's, he's probably not. Like, yeah. Six foot he's a shorter dude. Yeah, he's a little bit shorter. I don't see him being a guy going up and get the jump ball. I definitely see him being like a slot receiver. Like he's he's going to have a designated right. route, and he's going to you know what I mean. He's um, quick, now, yeah. now who I see would be more of a Pickens receiver just based on what I saw of him in the national championship is Ad Mitchell. Absolutely, yep. Ad, yep. I agree with you totally. I think we look at Brown probably going to take that spot or take that position there. Now, now talent, what talent wise, talent wise. I need a bigger sample size, but I definitely, I definitely think he's a, definitely think he's a talented wide receiver. I think I need to see more of him this year, which we probably will. Um, I think we probably will see more of him this year. Um, he's very good at he's very good at hitting those routes, uh, hitting those routes and creating separation. Um, yeah. And he's got he's got phenomenal hands. I don't think I saw him drop a pass. I, I, I don't think I I saw him drop a pass all season. Uh, there may have been some passes broken up, but I mean, good hands, good at tracking the ball. Like he's right. one of those, he's one of those guys that can, you can definitely put it over his shoulder and he will catch it in the bread basket. Um, so yeah, absolutely. I, as far as that level of talent, yes. As far as the, the acrobatics and being able to lay out and get the ball, I didn't see a lot of that out of him this year, but then he didn't get those kind of, he didn't get those kind of passes thrown to him. I was going to say, you're probably going to get, you're going to get your sample size this year. I'm pretty much sure. You know, you'll get, uh, you get, he'll get a lot more looks this year, I think. But you'll yeah. get a bigger sample size, I think. Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are right up against it. This is a perfect time to, get at it uh move on into our next segment which is the final segment uh this week's segment the two minute warning um man we hate that we hate to always be so somber in this segment um but uh we did la- last monday uh i lost a, a good friend uh and this past monday we lost another good friend uh and mr eric Edub Robinson, for those of you that know him from the karaoke scene, um, the Chuka Man, he's well known in the old school Fairfax karaoke circle all the way through up till, um, you know, the mid uh, 2010s. Um, uh, He was in Texas. We got the phone call on Monday. So our condolences to the entire friend group. Uh, the entire group of friends and unofficial family and family uh, arrangements are being made right now. But uh, that brings me pretty much to the two minute warning. And I'm just going to circle it all the way back around again. A couple of things. Number one, make sure you take care of yourself. If you got a relative portion of health and strength right now, make sure you take care of yourself. Make sure you get your regular doctor's checkups because you never know what's going on with you. If something's wrong Uh, and make sure that, not only are you taking care of yourself, make sure that you check in on you folks and see how they're doing. Because, you know, he moved to Texas right after I moved to Oklahoma. And we used to talk off and on on a regular basis. And, um, you know, he had a close call. He had a close call about a month and a half ago. Right. Um, and uh, we didn't think we were going to see him again. And he pulled out. He, he, he managed to pull through. And uh, then we got the phone call on Monday. So 
you know, make sure you check on your peoples. I know you had, you might not have talked to them in a while. You ain't you got no beef. There's nothing going on between you. You just, you know, life happens, man. I moved to Oklahoma. The people I used to see every day. I don't, you know, uh, I'm glad, I'm grateful actually for this platform because this gives me and you a chance to rap at least oh, yeah. once, twice a week. Um, oh, yeah. I'm grateful for Let's Talk Football because, you know, there's some of my peeps that are tied into Let's Talk Football. And I am expanding my circle of friends in the Let's Talk Football family. So, yeah, just a phone call, a text, uh, throw a little note in the mail, slap a stamp on it. All those stamps are getting to the point where before too terribly much longer, they're going to cost as much as a gallon of gasoline. But that's a different story for a different show. Um, just make sure you check on your folks and make sure they're doing okay because – Tomorrow is not promised to any of us. So, you know, and as our as our dear friend, Mr. Spencer, likes to say, we do know that the race is not given to the swift. Actually, that does not apply here. I just wanted to say that because Sean says it all the time. I'm just giving Sean another shout out there. Um, Yeah, we don't know. We don't know the day. We don't know the hour. You know, so make make, make sure. And that's all I got for the two minute warning. What you got, bro? <clears throat> yeah, no, I, yeah, I was definitely sad. I mean, I'm, you know, I hung out with, uh, we used to hang out, uh, you know, with Eric and all you guys, Gatch and everything. And uh, he was, just, he had the biggest heart, the heart of gold. And, you know, you just, everybody just gravitated to him because he was that type of guy, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely sad to hear that. But on the flip side of what you said, you know, obviously, yeah, I agree with, you know, reach out, you know, check on your people, check on people dearest, nearest and dearest to you. Um, but when you do get a chance to like my situation last night, going to the concert with my cousin, like I near, I don't see him nearly or my family in Georgia nearly as much as I'd like to, because I'm up in North Virginia and don't get a chance to travel down there, um, nearly as much as I'd like, uh, you know, and yeah, keep up with him on Facebook. Facebook can be used. I mean, it, it's a great uh, tool to keep up with people that, you know, if you're not phenomenal, you know, get on the phone call, and you know, like, you know talking on the phone for a long time, whatever you got to keep it up and not necessarily want to talk to everybody, you know, every day I keep up with people, you know, on Facebook and, um, you know, that kind of stuff. But, uh, when you have the chance to, you know, when they come around and, hang, and you have a chance to hang out with them, you know, it's best to, I mean, it, it, that's your chance, you know, don't, don't, don't sleep on a chance to, you know, hang out with somebody that you, you know, care for and know you care that cares for you. Um, and, you know, make sure you get these good times instead of, you know, and, and and what's the saying? I figure it's like uh, everybody, you know, uh, talks about you at your funeral. You know, I mean, uh, everybody yeah. gathers around a funeral, and you know, yeah, all your don't. friends show up, and then make that happen. Yeah, you know, before that time ever comes, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, you, better, you better preach that. Don't let yeah. don't let your friend's funeral be the first time in forever. You said, "Man, I wish, man, I I, I enjoyed hanging out with you, man. I I, I yeah. missed you, man. Man, I'm sorry I didn't call you, and I thought to call you two days beforehand." Yeah. Don't let that be the time or the first time that, that you say, you know what? I loved you and I didn't show you enough. How I didn't show you enough how much I cared about you. That's yeah. that's the thing, you know. Um, yeah. So 100 percent. Yeah, that's all I'm sorry. We, did, we did not mean to make to end the show on a somber note. We promise you. Here's the guarantee. <laughs> this coming Monday. Oh, by the way. I know I don't have any say in this, but those of you that are undersounding my voice and you're watching this, uh, y'all, y'all, y'all stay well, please. I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to see y'all. I'm coming to Virginia in a few short weeks. Make your way out there. I'll be at eight five zero eight Leesburg Pike in um, Vienna, Virginia, right on Route Seven, hosting the finals for the karaoke championships for Celebrate Fairfax. I'll be in Fairfax on Thursday night, 
I'm not Fairfax and Chantilly on Thursday night at the Backyard Grill. Uh, Friday night, I will more than likely wind up going to Osha Bean after the karaoke competition. Um, most definitely. I'll oh, man. That, oh, yeah. Wait a minute. Hold on. Janae's doing a show. Is it this coming Saturday, Sean? I'll get at you about that later. Reclosing the show out. I'll get at you about that. Oh, snap. Hey, Colin. We got to hit Johnny Ray's while I'm in town. I haven't had Johnny Ray's yeah. since a year before we moved out here. I think he's moved several times. I got to find out where he's at. I don't know if he's in Leesburg. Stur- or he's, I know he's, he's in Sterling, Herndon, I think, right now. He's in Sterling right now. Yeah, he's been gone from Herndon. Ah, oh, it's tomorrow. Ah. Well, make sure to take plenty of video for me, Sean. Appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> yeah, Sean, I'll get up to you, Sean. Let me, I got a word to a five, but I'll, I'll, hit, I'll hit you up. Okay. That's what's up. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we do appreciate you hanging out with us today for this little slice of Southeastern Conference having uh, we want that one for this little slice of SEC heaven. Um, we will be back on Monday, back on the regular schedule, Monday with the regular show, Thursday with the team evaluation. We will put up who we're going to be talking about that coming Monday. And we will also have the team of the week and we will have more SEC media days chatter. And we will also be talking about conference realignment. Yes, I know what's going on. Don't spoil it for anybody. Those of you in the comments, we'll get to that on Monday. So uh, <laughs> on behalf of, of yours truly, Zagnif Productions, Zagnif Apparel. Hit the left hand corner. You wait a minute. Where's my? Where's my? You are getting very sleepy. You will go <laughs> over to the address that's in the right hand me, corner. That's dangerous, nigga. Huh? That's, that's dangerous. <laughs> we don't have to me. Yeah, you will go to the address in the in the right hand corner. So, um, yeah, most definitely. We will see you guys on Monday. I'm Mr. Figures. He is Kyle P, and we are O-U-W-T out. Go Dogs. Go Dogs.